Welcome to the Self-Publishing School Podcast. This is the podcast to listen to if you're an aspiring writer or an author who wants to be more successful. On this show, you'll learn how to write and launch a book successfully, all from the top authors and people just like you who are doing it at the highest level. I'm your host, Chandler Volt, the founder of Self-Publishing School, the author of the book called Published, and the CEO of selfpublishing.com. For free training on how to publish a book that sells 10,000 copies, go to selfpublishing.com forward slash free training. Hey, Chandler Bolt here, and joining me today is Jenna Kutcher. Uh, Jenna is the creator and the host of the top-rated podcast. Maybe you've heard of it. It's called The Gold Digger Podcast. Uh, she's also the author of the upcoming book, or maybe the book that just came out, depending on when you're listening to this. Uh, it's called How Are You Really? Uh, through her podcast and now her book, she's helped thousands redefine success and chase bold dreams through her decade-long work uh, in the online space. Jenna, good to have you here. Thank you so much, Chandler. You were one of the first people who, when I announced that I was doing a book, reached out. And I've just got to commend you because it was amazing. And as an author, you know, when you announce that you have something coming out, you're like, what does the world think? You made me so excited for this journey. So thanks for being a part of it. Yeah. Uh, well, thanks for coming on the show. So um, for starters, and so I, I can't remember if I mentioned this to you, um, but my uh, the content manager on my team, Bella, I think I think used to live like within a mile of you or something. Oh, uh, that's amazing. Fan. And she said, she said, what I think is really interesting, and so I'm going to start with this question. She said, for years, Jenna said, hey, I'm a writer, but I'm not going to write a book. <laughs> yeah. Why did you decide to write this book and why now? Yeah. So it's actually funny because I was very, very sure of the fact that I would never do this. And here I am. And I think what a beautiful reminder that we as humans can evolve and change mm, our minds. Yeah. Um, there's actually a chapter in the book about how we change our minds and why it's not a bad thing and why it's a good thing. But for so long in my business, so to preface this, I'm a lifestyle entrepreneur. I am not like an achievement-based entrepreneur. I love competition. I love achieving, but at the end of the day, I am doing this business so that I can have my life. And the thought of a book, because I've been a blogger for over a decade, I love writing. I love writing captions. I love writing copy, but at the end of the day, when I would look at a book, I'm like, how can you possibly spend two plus years on a project? You don't know if you're even going to make money on it. And the tipping mm. point for me was when it had nothing to do with money. In fact, I wrote my initial manuscript without an agent, without a book deal, without a pub date. I wrote it by myself because I needed to prove to myself if I'm going to do this, mm. I'm doing it for the right reason, but I'm doing it without any external praise, validation, feedback. I have to love mm. it myself. And so, um, the tipping point was like, I have the time sort of, I'm a mom of two. Um, but I have the bandwidth. I've built a business that supports this idea that time is my currency. And now mm. this is how I want to spend my time. Mm. And so what was the, what was the trigger point to say like, okay, because you, you, you just yeah. said, even before you had an agent, even before, before any yeah. of those things, you just to yourself, Are you ready said, for this? Gonna this. Yeah. you're going to die. It has to do with a, a mouse and a massage. Okay. So stick with me here. So it was August of 2020. 
the pandemic was still going on, but it was starting to like lighten up a touch. And it was my husband and mine. It was our 10 year anniversary. So we had been married for a decade and we hadn't been able to go on a date. We had no help in our home. So we were always with our daughter. And so I was like, I'm going to book us a massage. It was like when the massage place in our town of 1200 finally opened back up. And I booked us a massage and we couldn't even do like a couple's massage. Cause it was basically like me and then run home, grab the kid, it drew like, it wasn't, it wasn't this like relaxing, like romantic setting. But when I got to the massage place, I met this woman named Thea and she was the massage therapist, but she also told me that she was a medical intuitive. And I had no idea what that was. I was like, I don't know. It sounds cool. Can you rub me down my shoulders? Right. And, um, after the massage, she goes, can I tell you what came up? you today. And I was like, sure. What was it? And she goes, you are avoiding a project that you know, you're called to do. And you are turning away from this path that you should be on. And she's like, I literally wanted to like push down on your hips because you're trying to get off of the course that you know, is meant for you. Do you know what I'm talking about? And immediately I was like, oh crap. I know what you're talking about. It's a book. And it was crazy because I think about this and there's actually a section in my book about this where all I needed was somebody to tell me you're avoiding this thing you're meant to do and you need to go do it. And how many of us could think of something when somebody said that to us of like, whatever that is, start the business, leave the marriage, uh, you know, start a job, like whatever it is. And that day I came home, I had like the massage table lines on my face and Drew was like, how was your massage? And I was like, I have to write a book. And literally that night I opened up a word doc and started. And it's crazy because it's like, we're waiting for people to give us permission. And thankfully I had permission in the form of Thea, but it was something that all I needed was one person to say, go do it. And I did it. And sometimes I kick myself, but sometimes I think a lot of us are going through life that way. Mm, That's great. And then hold up. What was the mouse? Oh yeah. So when I got to the massage place, it's literally nestled right next to my favorite pizzeria. Uh And I walk into the massage place and I literally make eye contact with a mouse. Like there's a (laughs) mouse in the place. And I was Mm -hmm. like, oh my God, do I bolt? Like, is this even worth the massage? Thankfully the mouse ran out the door. And afterwards I Googled, like, what is the meaning of a mouse? Like, I was like, okay, I've had this spiritual awakening, this experience. And it was like an avoidance of life's issues is signified by a mouse. And I was like, interesting. Um, and so thankfully the mouse didn't bother me during my massage. I feel like we had like an agreement when we looked into each other's eyes, but when the full circle moment came, I was like, it's time I've got to freaking do this. And Mm. I did. And from, from, did you just start writing immediately after? What, yeah. What so I wrote a Google doc. I opened up a Google doc and I, it was titled, I'm writing a book. There's no name, nothing. And what I started to do is just started writing down stories. And it's interesting because you would think I have 500 podcast episodes, thousands of blog posts. It's like, what haven't I shared? But there was actually a lot of things that one were really close to my heart or personal things or stories that kind of had just gotten tossed aside in all of the content creation process. And so I would put my daughter to bed every night. My husband is an amazing cook. So he'd be cooking dinner. I'd sit in this like easy leather chair in our lake house. And I would just start writing and I would write these stories, stories from my childhood, stories of things that really mattered to me before I could think of the lesson or the chapter or the outline or the meaning. And I slowly got this just collection of stories. And then I started kind of the formal process that you teach of like, 
here's how to do an outline. Here's how to lay out a chapter, all of those things. So I really did everything backwards, but I think it was the only way that I could personally go through the process because I've been fortunate enough to have opportunities to write books in the past, but they never felt interesting or appealing or enough to take me to make action. And so my backwards approach was the only way that I could do it to stay creative in my mind. Mm-hmm. And let's talk about that. You said I've had, had the, you know, the, the ability or the opportunity to write books in the past that just didn't feel like they were what you want to write about. That's the question I had, which is, you know, a lot of times your, your podcast, your content about marketing, about life, about business, about kind of all these other, there's, there's so many books that you could have written. How yes. to a social media following. Like yes. all these so <laughs> why, why this book and why this topic? Yeah. So when I wrote the initial manuscript all by myself without anyone helping, I actually wrote a business book and in the business book, there was a lot of personal stories and I was so excited, but here's something that I think a lot of authors can do is I just thought I'm known for business. I run the top marketing podcast. Surely I would write a business book. Now, when I did that, it was great. Honestly, we kept a lot of it. And I was like, maybe for book number two. Um, But when I finally connected with an agent and she started pulling together a proposal, she had a full manuscript to go through. The proposal was all of the personal chapters, all the chapters about why I'm an entrepreneur and motherhood and time and body image and all these other things. And so by the time we submitted the proposal and started doing editor's calls, they were like, oh, like, do you see this in Barnes and Noble? next to all the business books. And I was like, wait, no, this is a lot bigger. So we had to do a lot of restructuring, rewriting and all of that. But I actually loved the entire process because writing a book while we're used to this digital era of like having an idea, putting it out into the world, getting feedback, refining and like publishing within a day. I think that writing a book was such a good reminder of like slow growth, deep roots, like slow it down and refine it every single step of the way. And that's exactly what I did. And the reason why it transformed from a business book to the book that is now out today um, is that I am noticing a trend in female entrepreneurship, but also just in females in general. And it seems like in this polarizing world, we're meant to be in two camps. It's either hustle culture, like work harder, wake up earlier, never sign off, like keep going. Or it's like the manifestors. And those are the people that are like, you, you say it, you want a million dollars. You walk down the street, you get a million dollars. And I actually love both of these camps. I think they both are incredible. I think they both give people different systems of belief. I think they help people go out and achieve their dreams, but there is a middle ground in this. And we recognize that it's kind of like where the woo meets the work, where the like visions are backed up with like the tiny action. And I found myself in the middle of that where I'm like, no, 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 ladies, we can do both. And we can do like wake up and hustle hard, but we can also have a life. We can have these visions, but we can take the actions. And so that's why this book transformed. And in that transformation, I've like literally fallen Mm. in love with it. I'm so Mm. excited about it. That's great. And it's so relatable. Um, which I feel like is one of your superpowers, uh, just, <laughs> just being extremely relatable and, and finding the connectedness in the topic and being yeah. able to appeal to, to both of those audiences in, in, in an area where it feels like both ends of that spectrum are kind of unrelatable for the people who aren't in the yes. 10 or 20% that fully identify with that kind of end of the spectrum. <clears throat> yes. So was there a moment where the book topic fully shifted? 
or was it just kind of a, was it like, okay, hold up. I'm scrapping this whole book. I'm going again. Was it a slow <laughs> migration? What did I look like? Yeah. So I had an amazing editor and I also ended up taking on an extra set of hands because I had a full manuscript done. And sometimes I get so close to my own work that I have trouble pulling it apart. So I didn't have somebody co-write with me, but what she did is go through that initial manuscript, scrap all of the parts that were business and say, okay, here's where we're at now. Here's how we start again. And so it was honestly so invaluable for me to have somebody from the outside who wasn't so close to my stories, who mm. didn't care about all those tiny details come in and be like, this is important. This matters. This is where we need to expand. And so I brought on a team and it's so funny, funny Chandler, because I'm an avid reader. I think last year I read like 35 books just for fun. And I started in this process, reading the acknowledgements in each book when I'd finished. And it's so interesting to me because, you know, when you see a book on a shelf, it has one author's name, right? But there is like a whole village of people that go into creating, producing the cover, the graphic, like everything is touched. It takes a village. Um, and so it was really amazing because I had somebody that literally went through the whole manuscript and said, no, we're not starting over. Here's what we're keeping. Here's what we're just going to save for later. We'll save it. We're not getting rid of it. It's still good. It'll live somewhere else. Um, and that for me was so invaluable. And I should mention too, that I was pregnant during that process. And so I get full on pregnancy brain. And so having somebody support me in that way was so wonderful in putting back the book and putting it together in the way that you see it today. And we changed mm -hmm. the structure and the chapters so many different times. Yeah. Well, having a baby while having a book baby. <laughs> I know they say that writing a book is like birthing a baby. And yeah. I'm like, well, I'm doing two simultaneously. So here we go. Twins. We'll call them twins. You're a superwoman. Um, so you talk about this concept in the book, done is better than perfect. It's something that we teach all the time. And I yes. wholeheartedly believe in, um, when we're helping people in the book process, how do you balance that? And how did you balance that in the creation of this book? And maybe how do you recommend that other people, um, balance that of, okay, done is better than perfect, but also like, I want this to be a, a quality book that makes a real impact. Yeah. So I would say don't shorten your timeline because here's what I think can happen. And this almost happened to me. So I very strongly considered self-publishing and I think it's incredible. And I'm coming from a fortunate standpoint where I had people that were willing to have discussions about the publishing world, but for a lot of people, that's not their first book. So I recognize that. But when I was thinking about self-publishing, I was like ready to push it out into the world within like two months. Cause I was so excited about it. I wanted feedback. I wanted to know it was making an impact. The long timeline at the beginning to me felt like it was going to take forever. And now here we are. And I'm like, holy crap, how did this timing come? But someone recently said to me, and I thought it was the most beautiful thing. And I keep clinging to it. Two things. One, they call it a book release for a reason. You are releasing your book. It's probably not perfect. You're just letting it go because for so many of us, we could literally keep nitpicking every detail, every chapter, every sentence. And so it's like the word release just seems so beautiful. It's like that permission grantor of like, just let it go because so many people die with their best work either inside of them or in notebooks because they never got it quite right. And you're never going to have it perfect. So it's all about releasing. The second thing that I think can happen, and, and I don't know if you've ever experienced this Chandler, but 
a lot of times we can get so wrapped up feeling like our book is our life's work. Like it is part of like the most important thing I've ever done. Like it is something that will live on much longer than I will. It'll be something that I hope my daughters read someday, but someone reframed it for me. And they said, this isn't your life's work. This is just a really important piece of work in your life. And I also felt like that released the pressure of like doing everything perfect and, you know, hitting the list and doing all these different things that you can get caught up in, or even just selling a hundred copies or hitting number one in a category on Amazon. And so I loved that reframe because it's like right now to me, it feels like my life's work. It feels like my third baby, but it's just a really important piece of the work in my life. And I having that perspective helps me to sign up or to schedule accordingly or to be mm. thoughtful with my time. Like my book mm. is about living a full life. If I'm filling it with the wrong things, I'm not in integrity with the pages inside of my book. That's great. That's great. You talked about um, almost going self-publishing route, yeah. ultimately going the traditional publishing route. What was kind of the pros and cons and what did you weigh there? Yeah. So I actually think self-publishing, a ton of my friends are huge on self-publishing and there was a big differentiator for me personally. And one, it was the accessibility to opportunity. I mean, that was a really great thing that I had in my back pocket. And I think because of the timing of my pregnancy and birth and everything going on, I needed to know that I had a team that knew what they were doing. Like I could have gone the route of your students and taken the course and learned all of those ins and outs, but I was in a place where I needed to be guided through the process. And I wanted to have that traditional journey at least once to understand what it's like to know, like, here's what they'll help you with. Here's what you need to figure out on your own. Here's what this looks like. Here's how the deadlines work. Here's what the team looks like. And so I have a ton of friends who swear by self-publishing. It's the only way they go. And, and one of the greatest things about self-publishing is if you are writing a book to help support your business, there is so much more money to be made in self-publishing. It can become a part of your funnel. You can capture the name and email of the person publishing. You can set your own prices. You can do free book with offer. Like there are so many ways that you can distribute your book in the self-publishing world that you can't in the traditional world. But at the same point too, being in the traditional world, I got access to be in target to, you know, do different things that maybe I wouldn't have been able to do in self-publishing my first book. Now, mm. next books, I don't know. I'm open for either option. I think there are mm. pros and cons to both, but I definitely think that for a lot of people, they let all of the steps of traditional publishing, hold them back. And I would say publish in any way that you can publish, mm. whatever that looks like. That's a good differentiator. Um, are you, are you glad you did it and, and glad you, yeah, you chose that out? I really am. I'm really thankful because I feel like this whole world is so new to me and I feel like a baby in it. Like uh, someone was <laughs> asking me about like my book launch and I was like, I don't know. I mean, it feels really good. I don't know if it should feel good, but it feels good. And like, it was just like, I don't know what I don't know. Um, but I've had an incredible team. I have had valuable people that stepped up alongside of me as an author. I feel like I've been championed through the process. Um, and I've loved, I literally have loved every part of the process, like the people in my world that are authors, because a ton of my friends are authors. They're like, Oh, I hate the editing process, or I hate the creative process. And I have loved every bit of it because it flexes my creative artistic side along mm -hmm. with like my business marketing launching side. And mm -hmm. so I have really like surprisingly fallen in love with the process. And I hope this isn't my only book. Hey, Chandler Bolt here. I hope you're loving this episode so far. It's time to go from inspiration 
to implementation. All right, so if you've learned something, we want to help you implement what you've learned with your book. So what I want you to do right now is go to selfpublishing.com forward slash schedule, book a publishing consultation with one of the experts on my team. We'll talk about your goals for your book, your dreams, your challenges, your next steps, and we'll start putting together a plan. All right, so go to selfpublishing.com forward slash schedule, book a call with the team. Let's see how we can help with your book. It's time to implement. So uh, I want to touch on one more thing kind of about yeah. the creation process and I want to move into some marketing and how you're marketing the book, launching the book, all that good stuff. So you, you talk about this concept uh, in the book, identity foreclosure. Yes. Uh, can you explain what that, I think you kind of alluded to that earlier yes. in the interview. So can yes. you explain what it is and, and did that come into play kind of for you with writing this book? Absolutely. So I've had incredible guests on my podcast and one of my guests was talking about this idea of identity foreclosure. Her name was Dr. Maya Shanker. And this idea is so massive. And I think it's happening a lot right now. Like if you look at the great resignation, one in three or one in four women are thinking about leaving their career, even without a backup plan, people are leaving the workforce. They're just trying to figure out what they want. And I think we're all kind of in this identity crisis of like, who am I? What do I enjoy? Like, what am I beyond the hats that I wear? Um, and so for me, it was really interesting because I obviously love the business world. I love strategy. I love numbers. I love launching. I love all of those things, but becoming a mom changed me a lot. And in a lot of ways I wasn't maybe thinking or anticipating. Um, but it also has like really formed me into this idea of like not hustling as much, taking more rest, um, being present with my family, like doing the whole mom with the career thing. And so, yes, when I first started writing the business book, it's just what I thought it was like, stay in your lane, Jenna. And then it was like, the lane is now a five lane highway. Welcome and expand. And just that invitation of like, I can talk about more things than just the one thing has been so inviting to me. And it's honestly kind of been this opportunity to pivot. And I think that books can do that for you. It can be either this like brand identifier, or it can be a brand shifter. And I really genuinely think that my book is going to be a brand shifter for me into mm. more of a lifestyle space. I love business. I'll never stop talking about it. I'll never stop mm. building my own, but I care more about people's lives and the lives that they're living offline than what they're doing online. Mm. So, so brand builder or, or brand shifter. Yeah. You said you see this book as a brand shifter. How do you see that shifting your brand and how does that affect or, or fit in with kind of the goals that you have for your business and, yeah. and stuff like that? What does that look yeah. like? Yeah. So it's interesting because even now, you know, with the book just coming out and everything, like I've been getting a lot more speaking opportunities and it's something that I wasn't interested in a few years ago, but now I'm like, oh man, if I can like fly my family somewhere cool, speak for an hour, get to meet people and then go home, that could be really cool. Um, and so things like that, I feel like I'm getting recognized on a more like wide open audience instead of just mm. the business world. And I also think too, it's opening up more opportunity to speak about some of the things that I've shared about in the past, like body image and motherhood and career and balance and all those things, um, without apologizing, without feeling like, oh, my business audience isn't going to want this. It's like, oh no, this is just all a part of the process. This is all a part of who I am. I am a whole person. I am multifaceted. So I am curious to see how that goes. And I really want to expand from being like, 
Jenna Kutcher, the marketing or like the Instagram expert to like Jenna Kutcher, like the boss, the mom, the CEO, the author, and all of those things. Mm. And is, is this, do you see the book as the first piece in that? And there's other, mm-hmm. like, uh, you there's know, more courses to or programs. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Stay I don't even know exactly it. Yeah. what it is, but yes, I, I think that it, feels like the first step into the next version of whoever I am becoming. And that is just unfolding as it is. <laughs> That's exciting. It is. <laughs> That's awesome. So um, let's talk marketing. Um, about what a, what a transition. No, let's talk so, about this. This is uh, great. <laughs> shifting from talking about marketing. No, let's, talk marketing. let's dive on in. I love this. Let's talk about it. I've been watching from afar and, and Bella, my team, who I mentioned has been taking yeah. a bunch of notes on just how you're marketing and, and yeah. launching this book. Can you talk to us about like, how are you, you launching this book? What are the, what are the top two or three things that you're really focusing on? Yeah. Awesome. Okay. So one thing is, and I feel like there are two different ways you can do this, but I didn't announce that I was writing a book until it was done. And for me personally, I had to really protect my creative energy. So when I wrote that initial manuscript, it was this focus on writing words that tell and not writing words that sell. Here's what I mean by this. Anytime I've ever tried anything new in my career, I've always done it with no stakes. So no deadlines and no financial compensation, because as soon as timing and money gets involved, a lot of times creativity is squashed. So I decided I'm going to do this backwards. I'm going to write the whole thing first in silence without any feedback, without anyone saying like, oh, is your book about this? Or it should be about this. Mm, So that was one thing that I really did intentionally. And so I had already been writing the book for over a year and like four months before we even announced it. We never said anything. Now, I think that there is a different side of it where you can let people into the writing process and the journey. Mm -hmm. But I knew that when I went into promotion mode, I didn't want to like run out of content or run out of steam or like exhaust people on it. Like sometimes if you follow somebody online and they're pregnant, you're like, have they been pregnant for 18 years? I feel like this content has been so long. Will this baby finally arrive? That's how I felt about the book. So I was like, I can commit to six months of promoting this really well. And so we announced it on like January 1st and the book comes out in June, end of June. So that was strategic there. Um, the second thing was, is that we created like an insider's email list. So basically we had a book landing page when we announced the book, I don't believe it was available for pre-order quite yet, but people could sign up to just get updates on the book. We could start collecting email addresses because we recognized it was likely a segment of our full audience. We were going to tell our full audience, but we weren't going to send them all the details on the book all the time. So we created like an insider segment that grew to a few thousand really quickly. And those were the people that we were sending just more behind the scenes of the book process, kind of pulling back the curtain on that. One of the best pieces of advice that I got in terms of marketing your book was because I was like, I'm going to market it and do like 90 days out. I'm going to do all these different pre-order campaigns. And one of my friends, Brendan Burchard was like, go 60 days out. Don't go any sooner. Even 60 days is a long time. Most people are going to buy the book two weeks before it releases. So like you can do all you want in that 60 day period, be talking about it, be sharing about it, but recognize that most of the sales will come in 14 to seven days prior to your book launch. So don't panic. And so what we did is we broke up the 60 days into three different pre-order campaigns and they're all different. So they're all hitting different audiences. So the first one was a live training that was on zoom. It was in alignment with the theme of the book. So the training was from burnout to breakthrough. It's a theme in the book. It's a chapter in the book. I'm going to, or sorry, 
since this is airing, I led people through a chapter of the book about burnout. And then I shared some of the tools that I do doing a life inventory, checking in with yourself, all that kind of stuff. So that was one of them. And people just had to pre-order in order to attend. The second bonus was like a digital download, something that people could get quickly. They don't want to sit on a training. They don't want to do these things. They just want something fast. And so we pulled together one of my paid programs, which is like a Instagram light version of like all of my Instagram resources. It's typically $50. We did a total value of all of my stuff that I sell for over $99. They got that free when they pre-ordered the book. So even though my book isn't a business book, so much of my audience loves the business space. And so we were like, how can we speak to those people do that as like an insatiable, like pre-order bonus, they spend $25, they get a hundred dollars of value. It's amazing. And then the last part is, is that we, there are certain people that we um, have in my friend group that maybe don't have a podcast or maybe don't have a YouTube channel, but they were willing to step in and help promote. And so I did zoom calls with them where I dialed in on like a training, like here's a tactical training aligned with a topic in the book. And then I packaged all those up as a course. So like a super valuable, like a thousand dollar offer. And that was pre-order bonus number three. So I was just really thoughtful in leveraging the people who are willing to be a part of my launch. What is the best way that we can not just talk about the book, but move actual books and how Mm. is that going to look and what can you commit to? I see so much power in email lists. I see power in podcasts. I see power in YouTube. And so really looking at my friends, people that I have done things for or helped out or supported, how can they help me in a way that is aligned with their audience and in a way that drives results? That makes sense. That's awesome. Um, so what, so, so you got those three pre-order um, kind of separate campaigns, super smart, kind of breaking that into thirds. Um, what the insider piece, um, yeah. is that kind of, is that how you're looking at kind of your spin on a launch team? Is, so I've, I've seen you kind of advertise that and you had a cutoff, you had a deadline at those, yes. kind of how you structure all that. Yeah. So we did a separate, so we used the insiders team to hopefully funnel the launch team. And we decided to require pre-orders for the launch team. To me, if you're committing to sharing about something, hopefully you could buy it. Obviously if people couldn't afford it, we were able to like step in and help out. So we had about a thousand people join my launch team. That's a thousand books. That's a lot of books. And, um, what was awesome is, is that I think a lot of times authors get this wrong because there are so many terminologies inside of the book world from launch team to pre-order to pre-order bonus, all these things. The general public does not understand these things. They don't understand that like a book isn't out until it's out. They don't understand. They can't go to target. You know, you can't get the manuscript, things like that. So I've watched a lot of authors where they get too close and they combine like the launch team and then pre-order bonus number one, it's confusing to people. So we wanted to go out early, separate all of these campaigns so that there's breath between them so that I'm not constantly promoting, but also to help people distinguish what is the difference between them. Um, And so we were really thoughtful with that timing. And like my whole ideology when it comes to marketing is like serve, 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 and then sell. And so from this perspective, it was like, talk about it, talk about it, talk about it, open, close, pause, talk about it, you know? And so it it was really thoughtful in just like getting the right people in and having actual cutoffs so that we could close that conversation and start the next one. Oh, interesting. So there's a double benefit of there's the scarcity or the urgency from a marketing side of things of, okay, this is closing. If you're in, yep. Get in now. And if not, that's that's fine. Um, But then there's also, you're saying, start a conversation, stop conversation, breathe, take a, start break. a conversation, yep. 
and and doing that basically for a period of it sounds like maybe three or four sequences yep. leading up to the book. Yep, exactly. That's it. Cool. That's smart. And then uh, anything special or intentional that you're doing um, with the launch team um, to either drive pre-orders, drive reviews or anything like that. Yeah. Launch? So one thing that I did that I am so grateful for is that I reached out to, I have this group of students that has been with me for like three years and we all took a program together. I led them through it. I've been a mentor to them. I've kept in touch with them. And so when I launched my launch team, I reached out to them personally. So like a personal message and said, Hey, I'm launching this launch team. One, would you be a part of it? But two, would you help admin it? Like, would you be a contributor? Would you be an encourager? Would you be in there? Because I'm going to be in there every day, but I can't get to every single post. And I don't want this to be a community where I'm just speaking at people. I want it to be a true community. And since they've been a part of my previous communities, every single person said yes. So I rallied like 15 incredible women who were like, I'm in, I'm going to do this. I'll post about this today. I'll post about this today. And we literally made almost like a potluck signup form of like, who's willing to talk about leaving a review, sign up your name. Here's the date that you should do it on. And like, we kind of said, like, these are the things that are helpful and we want community created content. So it's not just me constantly asking for things. And so these women basically spearheaded this group of like a thousand people through their posts and encouragement and ideas. And I think it just feels so much more organic as well. Like they're, they're going to talk about it regardless, but if they, if I can guide them into how to talk about it in the way that helps benefit the process the most. It was like a win, win, win. And I just go above and beyond for these women. And I have for years. And so they were like, so excited to support me in this way. It was, it's been amazing. Mm, mm, That's awesome. Well, and I know that, you know, we're recording this interview. It's a little bit out from the launch. So the jury's still out on some of this, but what have you seen so far that's, that's worked the best in terms of moving copies of the book? Yeah. So I would say that the best thing so far that has moved copies is really, um, sharing chunks of the book all the time. So what I mean by this is like, I'm not somebody like if you went to my Instagram feed, you wouldn't see the book all over it, but inside of my captions, I'm like pulling like paragraphs from the book. So I'll start a caption off, talk about something. And I'll say like, to pull a few lines from my own book, here's this PS as a reminder, you can get it available. And I feel like a lot of times it's, it's challenging to follow an author because all of a sudden their feed is just all about their book. It's impossible not to, because you're so excited. So figuring out ways to like integrate it into your content so that your engagement doesn't tank when you're talking about the book. If people don't care about it, you're still serving people. And it's like the PS, the caveat. And the other thing too, is just being super specific with your launch team and like, Hey, can you help ask something? Like I had that live training and the night before I posted a little thing in our group. And it was like a picture of a text message. And it was like, Hey, I'm attending this free training by my friend, Jenna. She's a book coming out. If you want to join it with me, let's talk about it afterwards. All you have to do is go here and like literally giving people scripts to be like, Okay, could you commit to sending this to one person that could be 500 copies of the book right there. And it's such a more organic approach than just posting up an Instagram story and passively hoping that people click on things. So just Mm. encouraging people, like think about someone as you're reading this, like who would love it and like literally reach out to them. It's like way more grassroots, but I kind of love it. Like that's what I think it should be a lot of times. That's so good. And that's such a superpower of just connection. And I, I feel like it's something that you do so well is, is, kind of spur on personal connections. So like you said, it doesn't feel like, uh, 
I am talking at you. And then I want you to share this story to talk yes. at other people through this story. Yes. It's one person text the power them of one. this yes. thing. I love that. That's yeah. Cool. And I think too, it's so easy. Like I have really learned in the book world because in the digital world, it's like, you look at things in the thousands. I feel like in the book world, it is one copy at a time. And I kind of love that because yeah. it does feel so personal. And I remember getting on a call and I can't remember the exact statistics. So don't quote me on this, but someone was saying like, if you go on good morning America and sell like 300 copies, that's good. Like it doesn't actually move a lot of books. It's really cool. Like, don't get me wrong. I think that's incredible. I hope I can get on there, but it's not necessarily the thing that actually moves books. And so you have to think outside of the box about like, where are book buyers? Where are book people? Like, how do I actually connect this piece of work into their hands? It's a tangible thing. It's a different transaction than a digital opt-in or a digital program. And so I think it's just really important to look at that power of one and not forget about that in your marketing process. Definitely. One, one copy sold at a time and one review at a time, Yes, Uh, which that's just in the commonality from interviewing, you know, a lot of the most successful authors on uh, 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 th- that exist on this podcast is it's so crazy how many of them are like oh yeah anytime someone says something great about my book I say would you mind copying and pasting that in a review <laughs> or yes. I just, like it's it's yes. just translating one at a time into can I give a tip reviews. on that too? yeah I love that yeah so um I learned this from my podcast because a lot of times people would post a photograph of them tuning into an episode or send a message and be like this message really resonated pick up your phone and voice DM them back. And I have this line because it's true. This is a very true line, but I'll say like, Hey Casey, oh my gosh, thank you so much for tuning into the podcast. It literally means the world to me. And sometimes I forget that real people tune in. My mom told me that I need to get better at asking for help. So I'm going to drop a link below. If you don't want to do it, don't worry, but here's a direct link. Would you consider leaving a review? It would help me out so much. I know it doesn't feel like it makes a difference, but it does. Let me know if you do it just so I can personally thank you. And I send that in a voice note every single time somebody takes my podcast because it is, it's literally one by one. And I think that personal connection is so powerful. Um, and if somebody asked me to do that and like literally personally said that I would be like, I am on it like right away. Let me do that for you. And so it's a really great way to pay somebody back. Cause there is this mm, reciprocity when you're creating content. Yeah. And are you doing, um, kind of a short link or an easier to remember link with that? Yeah, I'm definitely oh, yeah, going yeah, to. Sure. Cool. Okay, cool. Cause that's one thing that, um, I was gonna say I would recommend with your book is yes. make it super easy. If you have a book URL, like for me, it's publishedbook.com forward slash yes. review or yes. just little things like that. Publishedbook.com yep. forward slash audible for the audio version, yes. blah, 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 f- forward slash. And just having those little, the easy ones that you can say on your podcast, yep. that you, you or anyone in your team in a support ticket or in an Instagram DM or in a comment yes. or whatever can say, Hey, can you copy and paste that here? Yep. Um, yep. but with a direct, easy link. That's super smart. That. Um, a couple of final questions I have for you, Jenna. So first one, h- how do you make your stuff look so amazing? Your pages are so good. Like <laughs> you're, uh, I just, I'm like, man, I, yeah. we need our stuff to be on Jenna's design level. Uh, Any I design, love design tips, like, especially the, yeah. just like the pages they're yeah. conversion, they're di- designed with conversion in mind, but yep. also just a- aesthetically they, they look amazing. How do you do it? Well, thank you. So I don't actually have a web designer on staff. So we have two teams that we'll reach out to for one-off projects. And then essentially we will duplicate 
and then like run with their designs. And we use a platform called show it. Um, it's S H O W I T. And it used to be for photographers and I used to be a photographer. So I initially got on that platform for that, but it is drag and drop. It is so easy. It is no coding necessary. It is like the easiest platform.com. And I think to this, I don't think this is an affiliate link, but it gold digger, I think gets you 25% off in case anyone in your audience wants it. Um, and what's amazing about it is like someone can create a, a template so we can be like, Hey, we need this page. And then we just duplicate it and like change out words. So like when we were switching out our pre-order bonuses, we already had each next page ready to go. And then we just changed the slug on it and like popped uh, up the next cool. one. Awesome. Um, but it was funny. Cause like Harper Collins was like, Oh, we can like make a sign up form for this. And I was like, Oh, we'll take care of that. Thank you so much. Um, cause they sent us one of like, here's an example. And we were like, yeah. we got this, we got this. Um, but I do like, I love, there's just that part of like my creative spirit where I love the way things look. I love how they make people feel like, I think a real brand has that personality behind it. Um, and so, yeah, we use that platform. We use awesome designers who create like a template. We run with it as a team. There's probably errors every once in a while, but done is better than perfect. Um, but yeah, and then we were really just anticipating what are the pages that we're going to need throughout this process? How can we prep them in advance? So we're not scrambling, like, and just really being thoughtful about every step of the execution. Cool. That's awesome. Jenna, this has been amazing. Um, what would be your parting piece of advice, um, for the Jenna of a few years ago, uh, that maybe thought she wasn't going to write a book or all the other Jenna's out there who are maybe in that camp of, I don't know if I even want to write a book or I'm thinking about writing my first yeah. book, kind of knowing what you know now, what would be your parting piece of advice for them? I would say, get quiet with yourself. I think if I really look back and see the times I can literally picture exact moments when someone said you should write a book, there was this tiny, tiny inner whisper that was like, maybe you should. But the outward Jenna was like, no, 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 I don't got time for that. I'm going to do a course. I'm going to do all these things. I don't know why anyone would ever do a book. And I think a lot of it is about, we're not quiet with ourselves and we don't trust ourselves anymore. So we stopped listening a long time ago. And so I would just say, get quiet with yourself, open up a Google doc, do it for you. Don't do it with anyone else's vision. Don't do it with a paycheck or a deadline. Like just release your creative being, because I think a lot of us have forgotten how to play. A lot of us have forgotten how to be still. A lot of us have forgotten like what really matters. And I think a book can be a legacy piece of your life's work. Mm, that's awesome. Jenna, where can people go uh, to, I guess, depending on when they're listening to this, either yeah. it'll be the last chance to pre-order or just to go buy the book. Yeah. Uh, where can people go um, to get a copy of the book? Yep. How are you really book.com. So that's how are you really book.com. You can see the beautiful page Chandler is talking about in all the links to order. Um, and I would just be so grateful to get this book into your hands. I've never been so proud of something or never worked so hard to get something out into the world. And so I'm really excited for everyone to read it. How are you really book.com? You said, yep. How are you really book.com guys grab a copy um, of the book. I got the chance uh, to see a, a digital copy of the book ahead of this interview. Uh, and it's amazing. Um, so definitely grab a copy. Uh, and you won't regret it. Jenna, thank you so much. This is awesome. Thanks for having me, Chandler. 
Thank you so much for watching or listening to this episode of the Self-Publishing School Podcast. I know there's so many places that you can be spending your time. There's other podcasts that you could be listening to, YouTube channels that you'd be watching. Uh, so thank you so much. It means the world. Now, I want you to do three things right now if you found this episode. All right, number one, I don't know if you know this, but we've got a YouTube channel. It's a companion channel to this podcast. All the video versions of the episode are on the YouTube channel. So number one, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Number two, if you're listening to this podcast wherever, whether this is Spotify, Apple Podcasts, number two, I want you to subscribe to this podcast right now so you don't miss a future episode. Uh, And then number three, this is probably the most important, uh, leave a review on the podcast. All right, reviews are super important in helping the podcast get discovered by other people. Uh, So number three, leave a review on the podcast. Thank you so much. I'll see you in the next episode. If you're on the fence about scheduling a publishing consultation call with my team, maybe you're not quite ready uh, for that, I've got some free training that I think will be really helpful for you. All right, all you have to do is go to register to sign up. Go to selfpublishing.com forward slash free training. When you do, you're also going to get a free digital copy of my new book, Published. And on that training, you're going to learn the next step, so how to implement with your book. So how to write, how to publish, how to launch successfully. So go to register right now at selfpublishing.com forward slash free training. I'll see you there.